right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. I think the final recap uh, of 2021, if you will. Solly here. DJ Pi is here in the Kill House. Hello, DJ. Hello. How are you? I am wonderful. TC is here. Hello, TC, and good evening. Good evening. I'm I'm weary, guys. I'm weary. I'm 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 a little bitchy tonight. Why are you weary? <laughs> My wife's been out of town for three days in a row. I've been I've been at home with with the kiddos. It's been it's been a lot. We got a lot to talk about. We are going to save, of course, the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Probably talk some Saudi Arabia before we get to the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. We're going to talk some Hero World Challenge. But first, probably the biggest airing of the week, if you will, the Big Randy Film Room, presented mm. by our friends at Callaway Golf. If of you If you haven't seen it yet, or if you haven't seen the new Film Room series we've been working on, uh, you can find that on our YouTube channel. Basically, the concept is either we do a challenge or, or play in some way, and then you come back into the studio to get John Gruden quarterback camp treatment with, you know, sometimes it's kid gloves, sometimes it's harsh. Not, not, not the full John Gruden. No, no, no. it's <laughs> a very politically correct John Gruden treatment. Uh, but you could check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, it is, of course, like as, as I mentioned, presented by our friends at Callaway Golf. We're going to be doing a lot more of these into the future. This has been—they're uh, so fun. People have loved love doing these things uh, or love watching them. We've loved doing them. So Randy shot into eight. It's all time. It's one of the best I've ever seen. He play. He tries play Jacks plays Jacks Beach with only hybrids, trying to break ninety. And a putter. And a putter, yes. Um, and, yeah, anything I would say in response to that would just kind of spoil something. So go check it out if you haven't seen it already. He needs but more hybrids. Like, he needs to get a, a, Many people are saying a five that. or a six hybrids. Seven, well. yeah. nine. <laughs> yeah. The full, I think, yeah, the, like the full senior treatment is exactly. what Randy needs. Where do you guys want to start with the hero? Is it, do you want to get right into our world golf rankings debate? No, do you want to start with Victor on. Hovland? Start with Victor Hovland, I think. Tell I, us about Victor Hovland. I think we got to start with Morikawa. Okay, sure. Okay. Because it looked like it was going to be a just a, it was almost a like waltz. I, I was going to watch it. I was prepping yeah. all the stats. <laughs> I was ready for like, all right, here comes here comes the leap. Like what, here it comes. What happened? I, I don't know because it was all during the Bonesaw Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> he just hit one of the worst hooks from the fairway I've ever seen. First of all, Albany's really weird visually, like to try yeah. to figure out where guys are trying to hit it, but there was no mistaking that. The, it looked like the pro tracer made an error on whatever that three wood that he hit. That almost went as like onto another hole, which is not that easy to do at Al- at Albany. I was ready to say, and I'm still ready to say this: like Morikawa seems, and over the last six months, his putting is getting the dangerously close to level in strokes gained. And like, if that happens, it's it's fucking over. Like, it's over. <laughs> were there stats this week? There were not stats okay, I was this week. Say, I'm like, are you privy to something that I'm not? No, saying? no, no, no. There was literally not. This was like yeah. there's. There's nothing. There wasn't even like shot. Imagine that shot three hit from fairway or anything like that. Morikawa does look primed to to to. I don't know. We've all been kind of like trying to figure out like how to project his future when you just are are swinging a a putter with a, I don't know, putting with two hands around his neck as TC likes to say. I think we got it right though. Like six eight months ago, but even pre pre British Open, we're like, hey, like his his ball striking so good that his his putter's eventually gonna get hot like at least four or five times a year and he's going to win those weeks but it seems like that that seems like the, the floor is yes rising. that 50th yes. percentile the ceiling is the roof at this point <laughs> 
But I was just diving in at like his career to date and doing some numbers on it. And I, I messed it up now because he didn't win. I assumed he was going to win today, but he has like the most money earned per start out of any of the current pros. I think Rory's got him now that he didn't win today, but he's made basically not before we even factor in purse increases that are coming. If he keeps on the current trajectory, which I think he could get even better, uh, he would get a hundred million dollars in 12 seasons from now. Like that's a ribs career to date. Like that's not that long. Like 12 right. seasons might sound like a lot, but it's not that far away. And that'd be a hundred million. I think he, to me feels like, uh, and this is not to be backhanded on anything you just said, but he feels like he's in that category of like that guy with, and the reason I say that is because when Rom goes and wins, like we say all the same shit. Right. And it's like, oh my God, he might, right. He's going to win every single tournament he plays. It's like, well, Morikawa plays a lot of those events as well. And, and, you know, Rom's not going away. I think, you know, there's, there's, we saw when Cantley gets hot. We've seen, there, there's a lot of those guys. Let us I, get caught up in the moment. I'm Come just, on. I'm just saying. Well, first of all, he didn't even win. I, I mean, know. He blew a five shot lead. That's, that's, that's even crazier, Sally, because quickly <laughs> blew a five yeah. shot lead. When he came out in 2019, like he, you know, he was playing John Deere and Reno and yeah. Wyndham and Shriners and like not big purse events either. And, and he was starting to win already. Well, he's also won so, a lot of like, Big, big yeah, you win the WGC, right. uh, a PGA Championship, two and majors, the Open. Yeah. He lost in two playoffs, too. He lost yeah. in the Charles Schwab playoff and the Memorial. Yeah. Like, Just uh, cleaning up with work day. Anyways. Hovland. Was, was it the world number one pressure? I think that's that's I, not I nothing. I don't think that's it. I think that's, that's not nothing. Definitely I'm, I'm not nothing. Uh, weirdly, today was, you know, it's December, what, 5th, 6th, whatever. And so, listen, we're scraping for, for some storylines here, of course, but... Almost kind of endearing, I think, to see Morikawa do this. I think he's been so. I felt the same way about like the the Schwab when he missed the short putt. It's like he's so polished, he's so like put together. There's no like chips. It's gonna be boring if he wins all. The yeah, time. yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, there, there's got to be some. You want there to be some scar some humanity there, yeah. right? You yeah. got to see some some ebbs and flows. I mean, that's why we like Spieth. That's why we like Rory. That's why we like all these guys. Like you gotta you gotta see a little bit of adversity, and not that you know blowing a a lead Sunday at the hero world challenge is the same, you know, it's not the 96 masters that we're talking about here, but it's, uh, it's not nothing. It's, it's, it's more context going forward. I think I, I, I struggle to marry like, don't roll your eyes at this, but like Go data on. golf doesn't love him in, in the same way that like he, his results on course have exceeded like what his normal week to week strokes gained is right. He's not Rom on, on the golf course because his he peaks really and well he's, and he's not Fino. Peaks really well. He's not as good as Fino. <laughs> You're right. Uh, he peaks really really well, but like he he doesn't get to like that plus two strokes gain number that you you would expect like the top ten players or whatnot to get to. Is that because it over like it 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 understates iron play and overstates driving no i think it's just his putt one his putting's that bad two he doesn't hit it that far so his driving doesn't gain like some of the top top guys do but i think he also just he has a lot of really negative putting uh not putting rounds just he has more negative strokes gain rounds than the top guys do now the thing is in professional golf that doesn't matter that much like you know, being having a really high floor is not that important. If you have the most volatile and most peak weeks, which he does, if you go look at his page, like the rounds that he just goes and gains seven and a half shots in a round, what he did in the Memorial Tournament, gained 7.3 in round one and gained like 7.9 in round three. Like that's that's what you got to do in pro golf if you want to like win, if you want to win and win the big money. So are you looking at the full data golf list? Yes. What, where's he stack up with like Matsuyama? 
So Morikawa is 10th in the world in over the last six months with one plus 1.6 and Hideki is way down the list and they don't have a number next to it, but he's plus 1.08. So a half shot worse, but he's down. Hideki's down with Russell Henley, Cam Tringali, your boy, Aaron Wise, things like that. And which I guess is just more, <laughs> which I guess is just much more inconsistency. But I mean, I Hideki's minus 0.68 putting, which is well, the so worst of anyone in the top. Who are the guys? Whatever. Who are the top five right now? Rom, Cantlay, Bryson, Berger, Cam Smith, DJ, JT, Spieth, Sam Burns, Cam Morikawa, McIlroy. Cam Smith had a really really Dingo. good run. He's been he's been putting really well. But that's over the last six months. It's a little bit, it's a little bit volatile. Sorry, where's Hovland on that list? Hovland is right below Scheffler, below Oosthuizen, below Xander, below Rory. So he's about fifteenth. Not this is not counting this week. Probably the so. bottom of tier one. Yeah. So should we talk about Hovland a little we, bit? We should. That and, was, and we'll come back to Morikawa because he had some cringeworthy remarks. We'll get to all. We're going to do all Saudi in one yeah. segment here, um, and then also get to Saudi Grand Prix. Some people are saying Saudi's kind of taken over the sports world. Um, <laughs> it's the views of the Red Sea. Hovland's numbers cleanse would, yourself <laughs> would be insane if not for the strokes gained around the greens, which is still a bit of an issue. Yeah. But uh, Hovland, very clunky, very clunky chip, buddy. <laughs> was today. not great. <laughs> I was I was thinking totally apropos of nothing. I, I think I've said this before, maybe on the podcast or on Twitter, but watching it, it was fun to watch P get in the, in the mix a little bit. Patrick Reed was it ever at the scene of the crime? Exactly, like a serial killer returning <laughs> returning to some of his Just greatest moments, flaunting it. Uh, Especially now that Slugger's gone. What I, <laughs> what I would watch straight up free idea is TV show series web video whatever. Put Patrick Reed in the most fucked up spots around the greens possible and see where he can get up and oh, down. Okay. It's gross. Watching him chip and putt is so freaking fun. And what I the reason I thought of that is because I would also watch a series where you just give Hovland a bunch of like <laughs> very straightforward, like, hey man, this is this is like a ninety percenter here. You this should be no problem. It's kinda like Max versus Fino at uh, Riviera. Yes. In the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Put Reed up against the trees, put him in all kinds of weird spots. He had a just, couple lefty shots today, right? Maybe that's the video. Maybe put them in the same video. Like Patrick, you're going to get like some really tough spots, and and Victor, you're just going to have really straightforward ones. We'll play a little match play. John Wood, Wood was, watch. John Wood was all over at two hundred eighteen. He's like, I would not I'd just putt it up for there. sure. Like, all you got to do is make bogey. Seemed like a great. I, I wonder if he was uh, nervous about like the sprinklers. Maybe a little bit. He might need a hybrid. I'd have been more. Yeah, no, it was but that I, didn't work out very well for Sam Burns. I don't know if you guys saw the highlight of that, but or for Randy or for <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> you guys have way overrated Randy's chipping ability with the hybrid. By the way, he hit like no. one great one, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's a magician!" <laughs> no, no, no. There were a lot on strapped. I'll, I'll hand up on this one. There were a lot on strapped that were not on camera. I can vouch for him that, in, in Thursday games too, around the past ballum. He's a magician at that first bounce. That first bounce kind of. Yeah. Getting a little bit of forward spin. Point being up, I'm with you. I don't know why he didn't keep that on the ground on 18, but, you know, it worked well, out fine. He did win. He did yes. win the golf tournament, which the T. Stavely 13 asked, will Hovland win a PGA tournament on U.S. soil? He's got the, <laughs> Charlie, he's got the, the Hemingway slam going. It's <laughs> all, like, exotic Caribbean locations. He needs the, uh, you said he needs a Cuban Open. He needs a Cuban Open. Maybe he, may, a, he may need to go down and play Columbia. Maybe at Andalusia Masters yeah. over in Spain. Uh, but yeah, he's only winning at these like resorts. He might be the ultimate parrot so, head. So he's got what? <laughs> People are so my, does, my does this account. count as a PGA Tour win? To no, my, no, 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 not. definitely not. Uh, so he's, he's, got, he's got Mayakoba, Puerto Rico, Mayakoba, Puerto Rico, and then on the European tour, he's got the BMW International, which was where Germany, Germany. Okay, 
the one we went to. No, right. But I didn't know if it had moved to some exotic <laughs> locale. Yeah. But I mean, like, is there something there with t- like these places tend to have a little bit spongier grass I have around no the greens? Idea. Which no is clue. native to Norway, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, I think but, he just, but no, I, he was probably chipping off of artificial turf a lot indoors and stuff like maybe. that, right? I think he's just the maybe he's just the prince of the vibes. I think he just loves resort he life. That's my time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he's just probably thrilled to be playing golf in December because he probably never could as a kid. And he still can out in you know still water, still water. Right? That's right. So only big takeaway. I mean, it was he's the man. He's so fun to watch. Like put him in contention every week. For all I care, to can't get enough. Of uh, a Victor, the only thing that I really took away with the the back to back Eagles on uh, how is everyone always putting for Eagle at Albany? <laughs> that made me laugh so hard when you put that in, in Slack today. Like every putt is an Eagle putt. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> this a moment ago for Eagle. I guess there are there are three. Uh, there, are there five par fives there? Is that right? There's uh, there are five par fives and a drivable four, so that probably contributes pretty greatly to it. But the All golf good. course is semi interesting. I thought so too. I. I like almost had to check myself on like man have they played this at this course all, like every year? It seems like it was less gray this year. In that years could be past, part of it. It was very gray. It, it always has struck me as like very soulless and kind of uninteresting. And maybe it was playing firmer this year or something. But maybe it was just all the like chipping train wrecks and stuff. But that that was it was fun to watch, man. You could put yourself in some truly horrible spots around those greens, which was kind of a thrill to watch. Breaking oh. news: Scotty Scheffler solo second. Shot 66, 66 on the weekend. Wow. That is that is huge news. <laughs> breaking news that just came through uh, the tournament that ended. Extremely difficult conditions down at Albany uh, to get to 1700 par. But the, just hearing the cat in his interview, like all, everything he talked about with the golf shots are being played, he was talking about grain. Every, it, yeah. Well, it's just so grainy. Like, yeah. well, the grain's just. The cat loves grain. Oh, this is grain. so into God, the grain. The this is grain. grain. The cat grain. loves variables in general. Yes, exactly. I mean, grain can pull a putt uphill. <laughs> he loves that one. Which, well, by the way, we kind of glossed, or we didn't even gloss over, we skipped it. How about Cat just kind of detonating Morikawa, calling him an athletic, athletic Jim Furyk? I think he was detonating Furyk a little bit more than <laughs> that was Morikawa. But even then, like, I don't know. I mean, Morikawa's doing this crazy generational shit, and. And Tiger, you know, kind of taking the piss out of him a little bit, right? I, th- I mean, calling somebody Fu- like go back and look at Furyk's numbers in that time period, like that's like that is a compliment. I, w- like, I would take that if I was more complete dog, complete assassin yeah. with his with his irons and everything, but like very different on the greens, I would think. Well, that wasn't Furyk's strong point, I don't think. Yeah, but he was never like later a, a career, liability, though, right? It got pretty bad later, but. I actually, I don't know. I'm kind of talking out of my, I'm talking to my ass on this one. I don't really have a good. I think he's kind of just talking database. about the little kind of delay in the swing. I mean, not, it's not a circular motion like Furyk made, but like Morikawa's swing is like repeatable. And it looks a little different than than everyone else's does. He's so yeah. open. Yeah. Too, and Furyk is like repeatable, funky swing. So I, I kind of see where he's going, but it's the cat. Let him, we're just happy to have him back in our lives. We'll, we'll let it, we'll give him a pass on that. We will, some of his other comments we'll, we'll, we'll take to task, but. I don't know. It's just what, green. Did you guys did you, were you guys watching when he was in the booth on Saturday? I was not. I missed it. Fill me in. It was it was you know good chopping it up. You know pretty normal. Um, just a little awkward dynamic. It wasn't Phil taking over the the commentary booth when he comes in. It wasn't particularly insightful. Who was in the booth? It was Sansy and okay. sorry, Steve. He, he said thanks <laughs> Steve after the interview, which like that shook me. I literally watched it for an hour waiting for the thanks Sansy 
just to get it back in our lives. Faraday was there. It was just kind of a, a little bit of a, a weird dynamic. They did a good job kind of pressing them a little bit of like, you know, you're talking about hitting giggles. Like, hey, there's a hitting giggle coming up here in a couple weeks. Like, what do you think? And Which he's definitely playing. He has to be playing. Like, he's hitting balls you're, on the range. You're talking the about the time. father-son. The father-son, PNC father-son coming up. He's hitting balls on the range. He Drew like, Love, he's coming for you. He's, <laughs> he basically spelled it out like, oh, competing on tour is going to be really difficult for me. But, like, you know, I could, like, a hidden giggle, I could play. It was like, well, all right, well, that makes perfect sense. It, it's, I feel like he said that stuff, and then he goes out on the range and starts banging drivers, and, and, you know, everybody's freaking out. And he's like, he's trying to set the bar low, but also, like, hey, like, magic can happen, you know? <laughs> well, is. <laughs> well, let's we'll get into the the the, uh, the Tiger comeback story here in a little bit. Anything else we missed? Um, did he look better? Like, did he look and sound better than he did the last time better. he was in a booth? He he's he didn't sound like he did at Riviera. He's still a little bit kind of has the little marbles in his mouth, talking a little bit. Just like, but I feel like that's kind of been normal for him for the last five years. But it wasn't slurring, uh, worrisome like we saw at Riviera. He wasn't sharp, sharp, but it was, you yeah. know, as close to back to what we've seen as, as you could have imagined. So, okay. which if, he, if people don't remember, like it was bad before his accident. Yeah. So, in, um, he, yeah, and probably psychoanalyzing a little bit, but he just doesn't, doesn't speak as clearly as he always has. And that's not a great thing, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but it just doesn't seem quite 100%. Also, I mean, semi related just because you're talking about the booth, but. Kind of always weird to see Faraday pop up these days, right? It's just like this guy who kind of the telecast used to seem like it totally revolved around. It's just been turning into like such a bit player in this. It's kind of like a bummer. It just sucks. It's like a utility player at yeah. NBC and CBS. I, the whole I thing revolved it. around him. It's tough. Yeah, uh, it is a little tough. But He doesn't like the booth, right? Like he wants to be out. I thought that was like his buddy wanted the booth. Wants yeah, the, I th- yeah. Yeah, the Sam Burns chipping disaster, I had that uh, noted here. He had five, I don't know how many three woods he had rolled back to his feet. That was do tough you, to watch. Do you see any bogey. comment? <laughs> no, I'm good. Spieth and Henrik playing for the wrong <laughs> tee was just just chef's kiss. That was beautiful. Which a lot of people, why don't you, or I'm happy to, explain what happened in that situation. A lot of people, the tweet's going around a lot. A lot of like, how is it, how are these caddies not fired? What the fuck is going on? I want to, I want to get into your theory here that, that, that what they, sh- a well, player with the lead should do for here. For sure. So <laughs> we'll get to that before that. So basically what, I mean, the easiest thing is they kind of switched like the ninth and 17th tees, right? They, or not switched the, them exactly, but switch the direction. You tee like this, change the, the actual tee for hole. 17 today was what had been the ninth tee. Is yes. that right? Yes. So they, when they got to nine, they accidentally, Teed off the tee on seventeen. Yeah, which, so they'd switched the tee for the par three seventeenth. Which and that's a that's a feather in the cap of the tournament on the this is a real tournament side that they're mixing changing up, up the setup setup every day. Or is it a real tournament because they don't actually do that enough with PGA Tour players to make that's, them uncomfortable that's, that's a little true. bit. That's true. Notice was given to the players on this. Also, uh, there's big ass signs. Yeah, we can't confirm there are yeah. big ass signs with the numbers <laughs> on them. I guess my defense of of those two slash four guys, if you include their caddies, is like it's a long year, man. <laughs> yeah, like they've been Speed pl- has a fucking newborn. At they've home. been playing so much golf. They like are they were in last place at like fighting for a couple of WGR points. At this though. completely fake event, just like totally checked out. <laughs> so you don't want something crazy, purse wise. Last place gets a hundred thousand dollars. If you come in, let's say T nine, you get a hundred and ten thousand dollars. For real? For real? That. If you come in, let's say T. 
$387,000. That's wild. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That's really bizarre. Like, and, and so so Hovland made a million bucks for winning. Scheffler made, th- <laughs> made a million dollars. Uh, th- 375K for coming in second. And then Burns, 187. And then it's just kind of gradual from there. Huh. And then the floor is the floor is one hundred. That is very weird purse. Um very real very real, very cool event. But and and, and Spieth said in his quote afterwards, he's like, Yeah, I mean obviously like I didn't even think they were gonna penalize it. <laughs> I mean it's a charity event, right? <laughs> but I but I guess there's world ranking points, so they have to like, you know, like do the rules and stuff. Well, so I didn't realize so Speaking of the rules, what you alluded to, I, I was, you know, this is a, a textbook, like, following it on Twitter, kind of getting a quarter of the information. I didn't realize they had re-teed. So you tee off from the wrong tee, you get assessed a two-stroke penalty, but then you have to go, like, obviously re-tee, not obviously to me, you have to go re-tee from, from the, like, property. And so what I was saying, <laughs> this is so funny. I man. was like, well, shit, man, if you're, like, let's say you're playing, like, 18 at Pebble Beach, and you have, like... This big forced hazard on the left, and you have OB, you know, way, way right. Like, a hole where it's like, yo, you could make, theoretically, you could make, like, a 10. So, if you had a four-shot lead, like, why wouldn't you just go to, like, the furthest up <laughs> tee box and, and just tee from there and, like, make five for sure at worst. Take your two-shot penalty. Yeah, just, you know, take nine completely out of play, which, you know, apparently... The rules of golf have thought about that. That's not legal. Which is like pulling the string on that. You could literally just tee it right next to the hole if that was the case. Haul it out, take your two-shot penalty. Well, no, it's a game of honor, so I was thinking <laughs> it had to be a properly defined tee box. <laughs> but, but what happens if there's like if you're playing a course like, say, Congaree? There's not a properly defined tee box. That's a good point. I was also, well, the Pebble example, I was also thinking, like, could you go tee off on number one? Does it have to be just any tee box? <laughs> I was like, then you might be bringing in more trouble because you'd have to carry the houses. More, more, more to come, to come on this. Watch this space for more information. I'll tell you who got a raw deal this week. Coke Rack. 20th Go on. The, 20th in the world rankings. Didn't get in. Didn't get in. Hate that. Burger, 19th maybe, got Maybe he got in. asked. Harris English, 17th got in. Maybe he got asked and he didn't. Maddie Fitzpatrick go. was there, 24th. Maybe he was at the in. Saudi Grand Prix. I was going to say. Uh, he and player and, and he player and uh, Anna Norquist had to have been there. For sure. What did you guys think of the 18th hole antics of one Patrick Reed today? I didn't see him. What what happened? Well, he hits his ball over into the sand, and he's like, try. His ball is sitting so pretty in the sand. Brings in a rules official. Mm, yeah, it's already suspect. Uh, brings in a rules official and like takes a stance, and he's not going to be on this little irrigation thing. But he like takes a practice swing. And he's like, now see if I'm my foot moves during this. It's going to be on this, and like could have taken a drop, could have scuffed one of his boots. Goes to like maybe take the drop. And then realizes, like, oh, I'm going to be right behind a bush. Why would I take it? The whole thing takes, like, three minutes. Meanwhile, Hovland's standing in the fairway <laughs> waiting to try to win the golf tournament. And, like, the whole, there, John Wood was all over it, too, just saying, like, well. Why wouldn't it, Hovland just play? Why wouldn't? Well, they, they should have indicated to yeah. Victor, like, you know, this is going to take a little while. You can go ahead yeah, if you exactly. want, whatever. And it just Hovland to sit there, wait, 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 ends up hitting a shitty shot in. And then Reed hits it over the green, chips on, misses his par putt, and runs it 16 inches past the hole. Dwaddles up there, marks the ball, comes and gets behind it, bends down and reads the putt while Hovland's got like a two-footer to win the golf tournament. And it's just like, what are you doing, man? Like, just completely slow playing him here while, you know, Hovland's got to sit there and sweat out this this final putt. It didn't... 
just didn't sit right. Maybe it's just got exaggerating it because it's Reed a little bit, but it was not a cool thing to do on the 72nd hole. I can't it had sleep a lot on of, that. It had a lot of whiffs of Neil uh, making Trump put that three-footer. We had two <laughs> two putts to extend the match. At, uh, that Belvedere. was a tough look. Yeah. That was a tough look. Pete, listen, man, P's a competitor. He's just he's upset because his Notre Dame fighting Irish. <laughs> Got squeezed out of the playoff. And he got the Brian Kelly situation going <laughs> yeah. down, which probably was affecting his sleeping really? patterns. You know, and of all places for Brian Kelly to go, LSU. I know, tough. Right in, right in his tough. backyard where he grew up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Tough, y'all. <laughs> um, family. <laughs> family. God, that was good stuff. I hate college football, but that ruled this week. The last week and a half has been <laughs> yeah. really good. Ever since the pole assassin stuff. It, it's, pole it, assassin's it, getting sued. Really? You see that? Yeah. No. Yeah. Watch the space. Watch the trap drop drop for more for a continuing report. You guys want to go back in time a little bit to get to Tiger and his presser from earlier this week and comments and interview and all that stuff? Sure. Before we do that, our friends, Rapsodo, rapsodo.com slash NLU, promo code NLU for $100 off plus a limited towel, limited edition towel, excuse me. For their uh, go, so go to rapsodo.com slash NLU, buy a mobile launch monitor from them. These things are extremely accurate. You've heard us talk a lot about these. They get within 2% of what a $20,000 mobile launch monitor or launch monitor would give you. The, the mobile launch monitor app from Rapsodo automatically tracks your stats and, stats and stores video with Shot Tracer. It helps your club gapping, helps understand your true distances for each club. If you're working on some speed, you can use this thing to determine if you're actually making some gains. Gives you immediate feedback. Data creates a better practice environment. You don't end up mindlessly hitting balls. If you hit 29 irons, you can go to actually see a GPS look at where you hit all the nine irons. You can see, did I pull a bunch? Did I push a bunch? It's fantastic. It's portable, extremely portable. It's about the size of a rangefinder. Can use it indoor and outdoor. Rapsodo.com slash NLU, promo code NLU for $100 off plus a limited edition towel. God, you brought the noise on that one. I'm not a big gadget I, guy. Rapsodos are sick. They're fantastic. I'm going to start doing the Bryson thing where I... I carry him around during practice rounds. And I line <laughs> him up a, for every shot. You need a guy to set him up for you. I think exactly. he's got two that cycle in and out, kind of slingshot. Well, they're so style. affordable. I yeah. can, you know, you can get two of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, going back to, you guys want to start with the Tiger Presser or the Golf Digest interview from this week? The Golf Digest interview is first. Yes. Probably, right? So I, I watched that one kind of in snippets. I mean, I saw it, but uh, obviously saw it, it got... The archaeologist got in there and, and kind of divvied it up. It. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so I feel like I, I saw. They preserved it for future generations. Yeah, so I, I saw, like, the museum cut. I didn't see the full I loved how he was just he was walking into the room. Yeah. Right? Like, it, like, it was so cat, right? It was great. Uh, Henny. Hi, Henny. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Henny. Uh, Henny's great. Fantastic. Yeah. That's the first. Yeah. I wanted to lead with that, like, yeah. This is not going to be hard-hitting general journalism, and it shouldn't be. This is part of a content deal that Tiger gives interviews to Golf TV and, and Golf Digest, whatever. And she does an awesome job at, like, bringing the most emotion and most, like, real cat that we see from anyone. It feels and, candid. Yeah, it feels yeah. just real. And, like, he gets going. Like, some of the stuff when he got going about talking about Charlie and, like, teaching him the game and, like, some of the stuff of, like, like son, I don't care how mad you get. You know, you can do like a rage quit, but like by the time you hit the next shot, it's better be the most important shot you hit. It better be impor- more important than breathing. I was like, imagine like Tiger fucking Woods being your dad telling <laughs> you that. So he he had a couple quotes in there that uh, that, that we'll, uh, we will do some archaeology digging on as well sure. and mining for our own content. Well, before, before okay. we get there, I, what I think is really interesting about the, the digest stuff is when you see him going off on just very – run-of-the-mill topics like very everyday stuff it, i agree with you totally it's completely fascinating to just hear him sh- kind of shoot the shit 
because it's like a window into his. It is, and I think so. We'll probably get into the the press conference, I'm sure, and how nobody asked him about really, or he didn't. Not that nobody asked him. He, nobody really pressed him on like any of the accident details and stuff. I think what's weird about Tiger at I was going to say at this stage, but really like his, his entire career is like every time he comes in the press room, like there's so much big shit going on, right? Like you never get to a point where it's like, oh, Tiger, like let's just kind of joke around and like right. have fun. It's always just like, hey, do you think you're going to win 18 majors? Do you think you're going to win 19 majors? What do you think you're going to do? Like, hey, what, you know, are you going to come back at Augusta? Hey, what's what's up with your spine? Hey, what's up with, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, check I'm the sure, box stuff. Yeah. A lot of check the box stuff. A lot of stuff that I'm sure he feels, rightly or wrongly, like very defensive, right? Or he, he's never going to go into the press room and it's just like report. be himself, right? That's that's just... Nobody's, no, nobody's hitting, like basically laying up a softball for him of like, hey, how about those Raiders, man? Right. And it's oh, no. I'm and and it's so weird to talk about because I'm not I'm not saying they should do that. Like that's not right. really the role. It's not, of the, it's not the place for it. Journalists, but also at the same time, it's like what's a what's a better picture into like who the guy is and and all this stuff than, you know, trying to make him feel like he's uh has a little bit of a safety net and like he's not gonna get ambushed with some hard question, right? It's they're they're two they're two vastly different things. Yeah. Yes. And I think I've shit for a long time on like the non-journalism side of just kind of like this is bullshit you're not asking many hard questions what's the point of this but i think with someone like tiger like there is a point right and it's like it's to it's weird but if that's gonna be if that kind of like corporate deal gives us the most yes. real quote-unquote version of himself i know how counterintuitive that sounds but if that's the case then yeah maybe there kind of is like some value in this it's stuff for someone like him it's giving us a lot more like a lot more insight than the quote unquote real journalism is and where the real journalism needs to step up is like with the, the investigative stuff, like going to the hospital and figuring out why they didn't draw blood from him or yeah. shit yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. It was, I went on a walk and listened to it. I mean, it was, it was just like, it was like a podcast and we don't get to hear the cat on podcasts just, you know, speak almost uninterrupted for for, for 40 minutes or so. But a couple of the most interesting quotes, I think, which are just so crazy like, uh, like so obvious and understandable, yet just really bizarre, I think, to hear the cat say. But uh, I think that's something that is realistic is playing the tour one day, never full-time ever again, but pick and choose just like Mr. Hogan did. Pick and choose a few events a year, and you play around that. You practice around that. You gear yourself up for that. I think that's how I'm going to have to play from now on. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's my reality, and I understand it, and I accept it. That's not like, that of radically course. different from how he's I think this is like I think that's five a, to seven eight years. times a year max. I think that's sweet. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, so I don't know. There, there's a couple big takeaways. I think first of all, we've heard him for so long. I mean, maybe it's softened with all the much more recent injuries and stuff. But for all of his career, he's been the like. If I'm teed it up, like I expect to win, yeah. And it's like, well, really, dude, your fucking leg is broken. <laughs> like, well, you know, that's why I'm here. I expect to win. And this is the first time where it's like, all right, yo, no, no, that's probably not gonna happen, <laughs> guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you guys to uh, to chill because th- that guy's not coming back. That's what because we've never heard him talk like that yeah, forever. That's totally. what I think. Find is that interesting about that and this saying. I don't have to compete and play against the best players in the world to have a great life. After my back fusion, I had to climb Mount Everest one more time. I had to do it, and I did. This time around, I don't think I'll have the body to climb Mount Everest, and that's okay. I can still participate in the game of golf. I can still, if my leg gets okay, I can click off a tournament here or there. So sick to call it clicking off off a tournament. (laughs) But as far as climbing the mountain again and getting all the way to the top, I don't think that's a realistic expectation of me. 
Yeah. Like, of course. But For still sure. just like, whoa, Tiger's saying this? I like, keep I getting the sense, too, that you know, like everyone's talking about the leg. The back seems more fucked it's not, ever, It's right? not good. It's, listen, TC, it's all bad. <laughs> like, it's all bad. There's been, what did he say, 10 surgeries between his yeah. knee and his back and now all of the leg stuff? Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not good. And that that's where I, I'm trying not to, uh, like, sound cold about any of this stuff. But, I mean, I think literally since, like, seeing the pictures of the car, I've been so resigned to the fact of just like, oh, we're never going to see him on the golf course again. Sure. Like, and that's totally fine. Like, he literally Thank drove his God car off a cliff. Lived. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think what the big takeaway from this week should be, and whether it's the Golf Digest stuff or the press conference or, or both, is, like, whatever happens now, like, we're fully in bonus time. Yes. We're fully in this is all gravy. And, like, if we get to see him on a golf course, awesome. That's one more time than I thought we were going to. If he contends, holy shit, that's awesome. That's one more time than I thought it was going to. But, like, I'm totally okay if none of that stuff ever happens again. <laughs> And I think it's just like, dude, Tiger, you had a in, insane DUI. Like people maybe have maybe tried to wipe it from their memories how bad that video is. Like very, very bad. A, a car accident that you are honestly lucky to have lived through. Like don't you have given you have used up some of your lives here, yeah. and don't don't this final. He's a cat. He's got yeah, nine of them. Though. He's used up a few before that, I think too, but. Not even talking about you know hitting a fire hydrant and falling asleep in the street being a third traffic incident he's had like you you have you've gotten lucky all right don't now don't fuck this up like just whatever it takes for you to have a happy rest of your life so you can be there for your kids like please do that take that um, I still think there's a load of people that you know follow your career and have reported on you and I, I we can talk about this that I think people in general are owed some sort of answer as to what the hell happened in this car accident like. I don't know. I he he somehow thinks, or he and his people think that they can just go and not address that question, or say it's in the police report and it's not. Like, I, I don't. I'm amazed by it's very reminiscent of the the great Maselli press conference, by the way. Exactly. Is it in the book? Yeah, I've already commented. On You're it. a real beauty. Well, it's not in the book. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a whole slew of Tiger Hardos out there that like he owes the media nothing, all that stuff. It's like. I, I can't. I, I don't want to live in a world where it's like, well, why? Why is that not a fair question as to what the hell happened? This is not a normal thing yeah. that happened. I think for whatever reason, people are having a hard time differentiating like two things in their head. Like, does he owe anybody an explanation on like what happened in his marriage? Like, no, no, a thousand percent, no. Like, I I fully would would co-sign and like, I'm sure I said different things when I was like a college student, casual golf fan in 2009, like watching. All that stuff. I mean, I'm sure I was like glued to the TV for a lot of it. But at this point, I'm like, yo, you don't have to answer any questions about that, man. Like if you want to say that's off limits, that's fine. You want to say your family's off limits. Totally agree. Totally understand. But like continually being like a uh, bad citizen, and like public health safety, wrecking your car is like, yeah, that's kind of everybody's issue, man. That's that's not a private thing. Well, it's like nobody except for Phil went after, like, got all pissed off when people were asking Phil about insider trading stuff. And it's like, that's the same concept, right? right. Like, that's a valid question yeah. to Phil. Yeah. Why is legal matters not a valid question to Tiger, mm -hmm. you know? And maybe there is just, you know, there are legal implications for him saying, like, you know, admitting 
fault in this and that means blah 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 you know is it a viol- I don't know the answers to these because no one asked questions but is it a violation of his probation of some kind for yeah. him to have you know been going 22 miles an hour over the speed limit I still think 22 it was like 42 it was 22 like, over the speed 42 sorry yeah, what did yeah. I say 22. Yeah. it was yeah. 87 yeah. and a 45 yeah. with no signs of braking like dude there's a lot of questions yeah, related like to there's that some, there's some serious smoke and mystery here like just at, at least try to quell people's concerns a little bit yes like especially after a very very public dui that could have gone a lot lot worse it i don't know man it uh it, it still doesn't sit right with me uh, Eamon lynch and damon hack went pretty hard as soon as the interview was over saying it was an indictment of the golf media for not pressing him on it and uh mark canazero was the only one that really even asked about it from the new york post and uh tiger sw- that swatted away saying it was in the in the police report but it isn't. I mean, Tiger does pretty much the same playbook of like anything that's going to reveal weakness in him. He swats away, and anything that's about the comeback and like the strength it takes to like stand up on the. He gave you every detail you would have wanted about being on a in a wheelchair, being on crutches, the strength it took to walk, and all that stuff. Like he loves telling people about how tough he is and how much he's making a comeback. But like, yo, dude, why are you always having to come back from something? Like that's the that's the like. What, you can't have bigger alarm bells going off than this. Right. Damon Hack said it too. He's like, do you have a driver now? Are you still driving? Like, this is, like, why are you still driving yourself? Like, you, clearly you should not be if you're going 87 and a 45 and wrecking, showing no signs of braking. What the hell happened there? Yeah. That's not normal. No. If that happened to Jason Kokrak, wouldn't that be kind of crazy? <laughs> yeah. Now imagine it happening to Tiger. Right, yeah. I'm saying, like, yeah. like, I almost feel like we're numb to Tiger news to the point that it was like, Oh yeah, you almost die. Like for that's crazy. Sure. I think that's exactly it. I think it like weird parallel, I know, but it, it feels like the the twenty nineteen masters where it's just like, yo, this is like it's like too big to so off the map. It's too big it's, to like wrap your head around. Where like you're almost desensitized to to uh, Tiger News. It's almost like how OJ got where it was like, yo, like not to like, not to like bring OJ into this, but like like you know, just it got so outrageous that you're like like it's suspended reality suspended disbelief you know i I always go back to and it's i hate lobbing shots at like press conferences and stuff because we aren't in press conferences we probably could be and we don't and so that's where i hate our job very what i would have asked was but how long did fucking nfl reporters go on about deflate gate (laughs) like imagine if this was tom brady that like was had like a potential like substance abuse problem and drove his car off a cliff you think that would be like, oh, yeah, I guess oh, he doesn't yeah. want to talk about it's it. Police report. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Or I mean, Aaron Rodgers with the vaccine yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, and I'm not saying that Kwame that's... Kwame like, Brown, the number one pick in the NBA draft. I remember like his rookie year, he got a speeding ticket for going like 125 miles an hour in South Georgia. And that was like front page news on ESPN and everybody was talking about it. That was Kwame Brown. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, it It is very weird how Tiger gets treated. I mean, I know that's your guy, Tony LaRussa. Exactly. Exactly. They they ran right through the rigor, too. (laughs) It's okay. He's in the Hall of Fame. Tiger's not yet. Soon going to be in the Hall of Fame, which they're doing at the Global Home. Exactly. So there was a spirited debate that broke out on Twitter, but I I feel very, very good about being on the side of like, yo, I think there should be answers to this question. Yeah. I don't know why anything else would be more important. Some of it's kind of like, hey, man, if you want to retreat into, like, private life and not be a public figure anymore yes. and, like, like you know, not host this tournament and shit, like, cool, be our guest. Like, that sucks, but, like, go do that, and these questions go away. 
but like if you want to keep doing that and keep making oodles of money off of golf then like yeah you got to answer these questions 100 percent, tc 100 percent. you guys want to do uh the week this week in saudi arabia sure you want to just she just run through all of them all at once and react to them all at once or you want to go one by one a lot of people had a lot of things to say this week not a lot of them well advised only only one of them where do you want to start is it norman yeah. Is it Greg Norman? I, I Forgive me, I don't remember who he, this was said I to. I think it was in the Financial Times. Okay, Financial Times. I need to re-up my subscription. Which, congrats to, to Norman's Times. son. He got married. You know, follow him on Instagram. Great Instagram follow, <laughs> by the way. Norman, not his son. And his son got married this weekend, which I'm sure was a bummer for him because he could have been over at the Bonesaw mm. Grand Prix. Um, Norman says, no, I haven't been used for sports washing because I've been to Saudi Arabia and I've seen the changes that have taken place. Every country has done horrendous things in the past. Just look at America with racism, for example. It's just so embedded here. It's just ugly. Listen, racism is bad. I, I think those, I, I, I agree with him fully, on that. Fully those agree. quotes speak for themselves. I don't even <laughs> think we need to delve into those. Probably right. That, that, that honestly, in an era of whataboutism taking over, that might be the best one I've seen in terms of just like, Totally going out of the way to miss the point of what the issue that people have with Saudi Arabia, which we could repeat for the 50th time, and just being like, well, that country did this, that country did this. You guys like, play in China. Yeah. <laughs> the Torres China event. Justin Rose. This was uh, this was tweeted out by Ben Coley. This was, this was the goat. This was the piece de resistance for me. <laughs> Obviously, Saudi is controversial, but you know it's going to be good <laughs> when you start with that. However... <laughs> But I've been down there, and I enjoyed my time there. It's actually a fun golf tournament and a good golf course. Listen, they are trying to edge towards a more socially acceptable stance on their policies, and you've got to start somewhere, right? End quote. So, devil's advocate on some of these quotes. Not the Norman one. The Norman one's... He's proud to play in Saudi Arabia. stupid. (laughs) But, like, I don't know what the players are supposed to say, I guess. Like, it it seems like they're getting to a point now, which is understandable, where they're just, they're going to be asked about it kind of probably like less and less the more years go on. It seems like they're just trying to get through the answer as quickly as possible and, you know, throw out some, a mad lib of like, grow the game and yada, yada, yada. And I've met some good people and that's going to be that. Like, I I don't know. I don't want to say it's a like lose lose for the players, but I don't know really what like if I was a player, I don't necessarily know what I would say. <laughs> if you're if you're in their role. And I know what you could say and I know yes. it could go off and I thought Lewis Hamilton had some some great stuff to say and you know, talking about being there and being conflicted and I think all that is like is very good. I just I I don't want to some wanna, of that was apples and oranges because he didn't have a choice. Totally. It is to different. There, right? It is. So it's just like if you're going to go and you're going to take the money and, and do this. I guess that's more of what I'm saying. Just be self-facing yeah, it's like, about it. Like, seems like pay me a shitload of money, man. It <laughs> seems like the players who are going are going to have to make this deal, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, yes. I don't know who how you can take the check and say anything other than this. So I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. I That was came out in a very clunky way, but I guess I'm trying to say like, yeah, we're, we're going to see a lot more of these quotes over the next 10 years. And which obviously it's like horribly depressing that – these guys are that much for sale when they've already made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. I just don't know like what they're expect. Are they expecting people to just like, eventually people are just going to stop asking about this, which maybe they will, or I don't know what their rest of their sponsors are. They have, you know, already signed up to give them money. Think about this of like, 
you, part of what has made you valuable to a lot of people and, you know, to your agency and to the, the brands you represented is like your word matters, like your endorsement of something matters, right? But now if you're going to endorse this, like this very obvious sports washing, doesn't the rest of that, as someone said, called brand suicide, like, doesn't that, isn't that exactly what that is? Like, how do, how are they going to survive? Like, is this, I don't know, you're stealing from, what's the phrase? Like stealing from something Peter to- Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, I was something along those lines that I was going for. I don't remember what it's actually, but uh, I don't know. It just, I, I guess. I mean, it's not just about Justin, though, too. It's about he's got an entire team behind him. There's a lot of people he leans on. <laughs> I saw that coming from two miles away. <laughs> the golf courses over on the other side of the Red Sea are designed to be difficult. Uh, I just, it's such a, it, it, the whole thing just makes me very cynical. I guess like the whole thing, like I, I, I'm not, it's just very weird to see like the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix today. And everybody was just like, yeah, man, that was fucking sick. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I just feels like I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is what I'm like would ride for, but God, it just seems so clear what's going to happen here. It just seems <laughs> inevitable. It right? seems truly inevitable. That's the underlying thing of what I'm trying to say here, I guess, is like, it just seems like these questions, they might keep getting asked, but like, what, what are you going to do? I mean, are you just going to ask these guys to death? Like, I feel like, I feel like the, I think signing up to play that tour exclusively makes a big difference for the sponsors you're talking about. But at that point, like, is the guaranteed money, like dwarfing what they're making in endorsements anyways? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like the whole thing just is like very, depressing <laughs> the more you think about it i know i do know that they're hoping them and their agents are hoping people don't ask and stop asking about yeah. it so i hope that people don't stop asking but the one that kind of bummed me out the most was the next one from yes. colin morikawa this was yeah. fucking pitiful and i'll give you his full quote just to make sure nothing gets taken out of context here i don't know what the question was but this was tweeted by rex hoggard he said you know look i'm 24 and i'm keeping all eyes and ears open to everything but the tg the pga tour has been the focal point of my entire entire career right you grew up watching the PGA Tour. You grew up watching guys like Tiger, guys like Rory just dominate the game. That's what you want to do. You come out here You come out here and win. Hopefully everything is out there and you start listening what's best, what's better. But look, I think at the end of the day, we're all trying to grow. All we're trying to do is grow the game. So what's going to be the best for us professional golfers to grow the game? How do we create this outlet that is not just for a U.S. market, but is global, right? I was asking Dr. Munjal today about how big golf is in India, and it really isn't that big. And how do you grow it in different parts of the world? And then, Colin, go play the fucking Indian Open. They sponsor this tournament, too. It's right. not that difficult. Yeah. Uh, that's what's been cool is that we're able to travel. We're able to come to places like these, even though it's gorgeous. How do you just make that impact? I think you look at a guy like Tiger, who's done his entire career pretty much on the PGA Tour, and he's made that impact, right? At 24, it's thinking, how do I make that impact in five years, in 10 years, but even you know, in a month or in a year? How do you make that impact so young? So when it comes to Saudi, when it comes to the PGA Tour, I think the underlying message that everyone needs to realize is we're here to grow the game. That's why they do it for free. Is this the end? Is this finally the end of grow the game? Like, is this the one that the, this is the nail in the coffin on this one? I mean, we've been making fun of this phrase for many, 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 many years. And it's yet, like the it's, Fifth Amendment. It's like when you invoke <laughs> grow the game, you're not allowed to ask any more questions. Like, they think it's this fail safe that it was one of the first articles we ever wrote. It was like Randy detonating Mark King, the former <laughs> TaylorMade slash sick. Taco Bell slash whatever the hell is he's doing now guy for like the foot golf thing. and the bigger and, cups. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which Taco Bell seemed to embrace. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, it's not good, man. A is, lot is of one person buying the grow the game thing. No, it's a lot of, uh, I was texting you guys earlier. It's a lot of, uh, some countries don't even have maps energy, uh, coming <laughs> from there. Like, yeah, I don't know why they can't grow the game in, in India. That's crazy. There's only uh, like six golf courses in, yeah. in, in the Iraq. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not good, man. The whole thing, it like, <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, because it's the whole thing is a good indicator of like how easy it is to just say nothing. And there's nobody's going to get on you. No, it's just if you truly just say nothing in these press conferences and you just fill them with like hot air bullshit, then you get to leave the press conference. And like, I, I, think, I think that's what they're trying to that's do. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this one, I, I think there was a, a time where like players got, you know, the the trade-off with the media and like, Oh, I can help, you know, I can answer your questions honestly. And that's going to make you better at your jobs. And now I think they just like either, they just don't see like the value proposition <laughs> for themselves. Right. To, to sit there and like give a thoughtful answer on something like that is like, you know, it's going to cause me more harm and more headaches. It just and uh, probably more money if I say the wrong thing. Bugs me. Cause like, I don't know. Collins are very like, he's exceptionally thoughtful on certain topics. Right. Like yeah. I think if they're asking him like, Hey man, talk to me about, your decision making on this to hit this shot instead of this shot. Like, I think it's great, but, but this felt like an NBA, you know, PR, like masters of PR, just word salad bullshit. Yes. Which I don't get that vibe from Colin. Exactly. I don't get the, like the money chasing vibe from him. I truly think that he, you know, he is out to be the best possible golfer he, he can. And so that's why I was just like, Oh my God, is this like, is this truly about to be a mass exit that like includes a dude that I find extremely easy to root for? Like Morikawa, like, I don't know. There's I feel her. like they're all talking in, you know, kind of hushed tones about, like, if you read between everything, they're basically putting the onus on the tour and daring them to, like, hey, if you guys want to, like, you know, basically deny us these releases or fine us or whatever, like, shit's going to get real then, right? Like, that's, that seems yeah. to be the subtext here. Well, and that brings us to yes. the next one from Rory, which, again, so the, the Saudi International this year is a is not no longer a sanctioned European tour event. It is a sanctioned Asian tour event. It will be in February. It begins February 3rd, I believe. Sanction me. Which is the key date, the key date being February 3rd, meaning the PGA Tour has until 30 days before it to grant releases for PGA Tour players to go play in it. And a whole slew of names have requested it. There's not been word yet from the tour whether or not they will grant releases. Rory McIlroy's quote uh, this week, he said, in my opinion, I think the tour should grant releases. It's an Asian tour event. It's an event that has official world golf rankings. I do see reasons why they wouldn't grant releases, but I think if they're trying to do what's best for their members and their members are going to a place other than the PGA Tour and being able to earn that money, I mean, we're independent contractors, and I feel like we should be able to do that. I should be able to go play where I want if I had the credentials and I had the eligibility to do so. I'd say most of the players on tour would be in a similar opinion to me. Re I, I agree with that. Initial with read of that is yeah. like, well, God, Rory's going to Saudi. And like, pass through it again, and he's in his role as a leader on the PGA Tour and a member of the pack. Yeah. Like, that is exactly what he should say. That sticking is Sticking up for his stakeholders. Yes, sticking up for the other members of the PGA Tour. And me sitting here... I struggle to even see one fair reason why the tour wouldn't grant releases. What's so funny to me about all of this, maybe funny is not the right word, but it keeps making me laugh, is the PJ Tour only, this is a very like optimistic reading of it, and I'm sure lifelong journalists would be much more cynical than me, but the PJ Tour only exists to make PJ Tour members as much money as possible. <laughs> to do All they exist to do is like, 
do what the players want them to do. Provide the bag. Which is the point of trying to protect the PJ Tour from all these outside leagues. So what all of this, like feels like to me is like teenagers just like screaming at their parents like, what the fuck why won't you let me go to this concert i don't care if it's bad i'm fine i get in trouble like just let me do it whereas the, the parents are and trying then, to get the kids to call it yes yeah. they're trying to explain like yo think 10 years down the line what what could happen if something bad happens at that concert and I, I don't really want you hanging out with that person anymore like what you know and the players are just like fuck you you don't know me at all you, i've you got free tell, will it's a free country yeah, you can't tell me what yeah. to do that is deeply funny to me. <laughs> Westwood had some funny quotes about just kind of juxtaposing what the European tour was saying over the last couple of years to what the current yes. reality is. Of like, yes. hey, you were like imploring us to go play this event the last th- two, three, four years, however long it's been around. And all of a sudden now you're telling us that we can't go play it? I was like, saying that to Sully before, before we fired it up. It's like, you know, now that the tour and the Euro tour, sorry, the Do Perfect World tour are, uh, you know, have an alliance, the whole thing is very like, it almost it feels like they're just like saying to the players and like well why hold on like why are you guys like not going along with our monopoly here like what <laughs> what the hell we're trying to like kill off all these other things and, and protect us so that we can make the most money possible how do you guys not get that yeah i know it was that it was different a couple of years ago but <laughs> everything's changed now did you read the release i mean this is might be painfully obvious but what makes it especially 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 just deflating is like there's not one other reason other than money for players to do this like not one. <laughs> There's not like, oh, this is a beautiful golf course that I really want to. A part of the world that, I want to go that see. That's starting to trickle out now for players. It's like, no, it's actually like a pretty good course. It's a pretty fun <laughs> tournament. <laughs> it's like, no, it isn't. There's breathtaking views of the Red Sea. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's there's different reasons why. You know. I give Billy Horschel credit. He goes over and plays like the BMW PGA Championship and plays other European yeah. tour events because he wants to have you know. For, I'm sure there's there's great financial reasons to do that, but like he doesn't no, have to do that. He's just yeah. trying to get away from Peter Malnati and, and, and the other guys that are like 75 to 125 on on the FedEx Cup <laughs> points list. But like that, I see there's reason. Like there'd be I don't know. I would want to play in front of British golf fans and, and things like that. Like yeah. these guys truly do not care about playing in front of Saudi Arabia. Not golf only fans. that, it's also like, like looking the at game. their, at their schedules. I mean, it's a really interesting time and schedule to like go Just fly yeah. halfway around the world or literally the other side of the world and then fly back. And you're right in the middle of the West, you know, kind of right at the beginning of the West coast swing. It's like, it's, it's not setting you off on a great, start to your it, like the meat of your master's prep and it's not just one and, week and, and players prep it's yeah. both events on both ends like after exactly. dj withdrew from the at&t after winning like god that has to be freaking devastating to that event yeah number he was number one player in the world wins in saudi arabia and just drops out of at&t like that's that's tough that's tough for the pga tour but i just don't see how they can stop them from doing it but the cat had some comments on this uh yeah I understand some of the comparisons are, are similar to when Arnie and Jack broke off from the PGA of America to start the tour. I don't see it that way. Uh, I think the tour has done a fantastic job. Commissioner Jay Monahan has done an unbelievable job in a very difficult time. During the pandemic, there was ample opportunity for players to leave. We were the first sporting tour to start. So with that, yes, did we have some protocol issues at time? Yes, we learned on the fly. But Jay and the staff have done an incredible job of that. I think the tour is in great hands. They're doing fantastic, and prize money is going up. It's just not guaranteed money like most sports are. It's just like tennis. you got to go out there and earn it. Tiger's big no-handouts guy. <laughs> Says the guy who earned the most. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also earned, earned everybody the, else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think there's probably, I'm not suggesting that anything he said is disingenuous. That's probably how he feels. But like, there's, you want to talk about no risk for you know, 
you want to talk about no like upside to saying yeah. anything to rock in the boat. Like Tiger really has no upside right. in this, right? It's like, yeah, just kind of status quo, man. Sounds sounds good to me. Whereas who knows what's what his actual feelings on it are. I didn't copy it, but I think he said his, his loyalty is to the PGA Tour. I think yeah. that was a uh, an exact quote. But. The offshore yacht at the Saudi must be awesome. <laughs> like that's like out in international waters. Like there must be some crazy shit on that boat. That's all. I'm just gonna say that. Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> so the pole assassin might be on the yacht. I want to say also about Morikawa. You know, we should say he. I think he's engendered a lot of. He's got a lot of goodwill in the tank, yeah. right? And so maybe this is. You know, he was in Dubai. He's he's flying all over the place. Maybe he just had an off day. You know, maybe it was yeah. a little word salady, and he he uh, he probably it, thought he missed, saying "grow the game" was the safest thing I, he could. That's say. what I'm getting. It at. felt yeah. naive yeah. instead of malicious. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it, I just want to yes. be somewhat. Fair. Whereas Team Rose, like, it was very stupid. Yeah. But it, I, I just want to be somewhat. Fair. Whereas like Team Rose feels like he's patting you on the head and like yeah. Yeah. Saying, it's actually like, kind like, of a fun like, tournament. It's like, hey, I know you're a fucking idiot, but like <laughs> well, I've been there. So I'm going to tell you. I've been there. I've had fun. Uh, that that's what's going to be next actually in this is like well have you have you actually been there before yeah, and seen exactly. it it's like have you been without getting paid to go <laughs> and say these things about it paul casey what do you think is going to happen with the releases like straight up do you i, I think they have to give it to him I, I don't know i i think they would it feels like it's poking the bear if they don't yeah i think right? they're i don't think they can find they've, they've threatened to find players i just don't i don't know what grounds it is i truly don't it's a sanctioned asian tour event like what how can you on a, on a moral clause, is there something in the handbook that says like you can't? They've signed the releases in the past. Why? I think what they'll try to do too is extract a pound of flesh out of him on the back end to say, hey, you got to play these, you know, this one or two event that you haven't played before. Like, they already did that though. That's already in there. No, I know. But like, so they'll try to do that. They'll try yeah. to amp that up or whatever. But I just, it feels like this is like push is going to come to shove at some point. It. I just don't feel like they're ready for that fight right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they want to get the, I think judging by the tour, it seems like they want to get this international guaranteed money event series up and going, fix the WGCs. They're like, you know, it feels like they're a year or two into like a three or four year plan with yeah. the strategic alliance and rolling all this shit together. So like I've in, in a year and a half, I imagine like they'll be ready to pick that fight. Hmm. I, I, I still, I would honestly just like an explanation from someone as to what the, what the grounds are. I, I just, I don't even I, I would like for them to not grant players to go play it, but I truly don't know what, on what leg they would stand on to do that. Yeah. You know, but they've always had the, like, it's, I mean, it's been pretty black and white of like, Hey, if you know, like we don't always have to grant your release. If there's yeah. a, if there's a big time PGA tour or any PGA tour event the same week, like you can't, you know? Yeah. I guess I should have asked the question another way too, is if they don't grant releases, like what happens then I think that, that could be interesting. It's yes. like, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like forcing action now yeah. when they're not necessarily ready yeah. Yeah. to have that battle. I wouldn't be surprised if they were brought something to the table. And, and I don't know if you can even do this, but it was like a true limit on like number of releases you can get in a year. Right. Like, yeah. and you have to sign a contract with the PJ tour to say that you're not going to be for a Saudi. Is. Yeah. I think there already is. Okay. We're, we might be a little out of our skis with that. More to come. Uh, there's an excellent article on golfchannel.com this week from a uh, former caddy and uh, outstanding announcer on the Golf Channel, if I may say, John Wood, about green reading books. We've talked some about uh, starting January 1, there'll be no uh, greens reading books on the PGA Tour. 
I've read some thoughts here and there as to, you know, why that's a slippery slope. I don't think I fully got the picture until I read John's article here. Um, I'll read a couple couple quotes in there. He says, the decision to ban green reading material from the PGA Tour is completely player-driven. It's going to be a local rule as allowed by the USGA and RNA. From everyone I've talked to, the reasoning is they, not sure who they are, feel that green reading books have taken away the skill of reading a green by sight and feel. That should be a skill necessary to be a successful putter. It doesn't have anything to do with pace of play. It has to do with the optics of players and caddies staring at their books like a high school geometry final that they just can't get through. And then, so from 96 to 2007, in the decade plus before Green's books, three-putt avoidance on the PGA Tour averaged 3.14%. That means on on all attempted putts on the tour for the 12 years before Green's books, pros three-putted 3.14% of the time. And from 2008 to, to 2021, that number was 3.10. So a difference of 0.04. And one-putt conversion went from 37.43% to 38.1%. His point being... Putting stats haven't really changed on tour with with Green's books. He had a lot of good anecdotal stuff in there too about how he's he's basically seemed like roughly the same amount of putts go in from reading the Green's book correctly and yeah. missing from reading the Green's book incorrectly, which <laughs> always kind of that 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 made me laugh. I always laugh about the story. It has since possibly been uh, debunked, but uh, talking about a player missing a putt because they're caddy was reading the greens book upside down <laughs> that's the best <laughs> i thought it was gonna go the other way i mean i think it like his his so to be clear these are arguments for like keeping keeping, for them. keeping them which yeah. like to me that that would you could you could make the same argument that like why is it a big deal to get rid of them if the if the stats haven't changed right i i'm with you i think it's like the idea or the narrative out there that putting's gotten too easy is debunked by that is what you say i'm yeah. i'm with you i um, think i think his larger point was why would you draw the line there it seems arbitrary to draw the line there and not draw the line anywhere else yes no i, I think uh, like which in, i think is really in well context said in and relative yeah. to other like with, to driving distance and all that like like why yeah why why hone in on this thing but i do think like at some point yeah if everything's equal, what's not equal is pace of play, right? And like it for from a pace of play standpoint, it makes total sense for them to yeah. outlaw these things. And, and like I, I personally think they're against the spirit of the game. So. I, I don't disagree yet. As long as they're allowed, I've used them in a couple of tournaments and they're extremely helpful. <laughs> May have gotten one for Neil and I's alternate shot event coming up. But tour players and caddies will be given a tour approved yardage book at every site before the tournament starts. It will contain all the usual information from tee to green. That will not change. When it comes to the greens, however, information will be cut to a minimum. Shape and depth of a green, as well as small lines and arrows that will identify any slopes, large tiers, false fronts, etc., that measure 4.5% or more will be there. Other than that, it will be blank. Players and caddies can do homework, roll balls, watch others putt, watch the telecast, and make notes in their book to help reading putts. A player can look at his caddy's notes as well, but nothing else. How that information is collected, however, is very specific and limited. You can have a coach tell you this putt on 12 breaks hard, but you cannot write that information down. It must be remembered. This is where it just is. Or it must be something you experienced during a practice round. Yeah, but you can't even write it down. You can write, I I guess you can write what happened to you down. That was his whole thing was like, if people have meticulous notes, they could always fall back and somebody presses them on it. They could always fall back on like, oh no, no, no. I hit that shot in the practice round. That's why I wrote it down. So I think it, it, is big, big, big time honor code, which yeah. is his, which is his point in this. Which these guys are field these guys are glass axe. I don't think we have anything to worry about. But uh, yeah, the the piece was awesome, man. It, it really just from like a media perspective. I mean, I thought it was like it was cool and refreshing to read something that wasn't 
just like you know so and so tweeted what like yeah that that kind of stuff is uh harder and harder to find but uh john did a good job of like you know you kind of asked in the in the agenda here like did it change your mind and i'm with you i think abstractly i'm like oh no the greens books are stupid like this is this is not in the spirit of the game like i'm totally with you but then reading his points i'm like wait yeah how can these players who clearly like vote on these rules changes like how can they be like no 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 this is like taking skill away but like the drivers that include like improve every year like yeah. no 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 that's that's fine that's totally fine and like all these like it's, it just seems more so and more forgiving and a ball that spins less and all that like no 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 that stuff's all cool we're we're totally fine with that but listen if if no one's listening I don't fucking like what Bryson's doing with this book like we gotta <laughs> take this away that's what it feels like to me it's just like it's the personification of what we were saying after Wingfoot. Right, we're just like if you know if there's anything in you in the game that you don't like, you better hope like Bryson wins more and more because then that's yeah. going to be the only thing that forces these changes. Well, it's just wild to think like you can't bring a level out on the greens anymore. Like you, you're not allowed to do that in practice rounds. They should get rid of the compasses, Stolly. I'm down with compasses. I use compasses. I know that's what I'm play. saying. That's that's that seems fair. They write that shit in the yardage book too, yeah. though. It's very much toothpaste out of the tube kind of thing here now, and it's now like no, you can't even write down any information you would have gathered on your own about it. I don't know. It, this article made me honestly think like, yeah, I should just let them do it. Just That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. It, it's either you need to let them do it or you need to pair back a lot of other stuff. I think. Was or if you let them do it, you got to enforce pace of play a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause greens, we talked a little bit about range finders last week. Like range finders aren't going to speed up play that much. Cause you're waiting for greens to clear anyways. This exact thing is where pace of play issues are yeah. on the greens. And if people are reading greens books, especially if they're not doing it before it's their turn, um, it's 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 a real thing. So, so I, 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 so I, don't, I don't know what my stance is anymore. Actually. So it's kind of like, like, hey, you know, either either clamp down on the cause or be super strict on the effect. Right? But like, so imagine for for events where they put announce the pin sheets the night before. Like if you think Bryson's not going to memorize the slopes around these yeah. these pins, like you're not, you haven't been paying attention. And he gets pretty extreme in some of the examples, saying you could hire an aim point yeah. guy for a couple, <laughs> like Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, then fire him and bring your normal caddy in. And I mean, I don't know. Again, it it, it all seems very pointed at Bryson. That sounds like Bry something Bryson might do. But. but also, it is. I agree with John's assertion that like it is unfair to Bryson. Like yeah. he, Bryson. Say what you will about him. <laughs> We've said plenty. Uh, We're about to say some more. But, I mean, he operates within the rules, right? Like, he he constantly is, like, forcing all these rules changes because he keeps operating inside of, like, this structure that's already there. And it, it does kind of suck to be like, no, we don't like how you're doing that. Like, we're going to change this. Totally. No, we don't like how you're doing that. We're going to change this. Two things can be true at the same time. Like, yeah. Bryson is the most massive <laughs> just showed douchebag on the planet like that 100 percent. but also like i respect the shit out of him for yeah yes like the improvements he's made with yes. his putting and turning that strength or that that weakness into a relative mm -hmm. strength like it's it's like a freaking monstrous uh amount of effort and willpower to do that so i think the big takeaways here since again it's december 5th we're, we're not you know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for the content here but Going into the new year, I think the two big takeaways or the two big headlines from this are, like, watch what happens with Bryson's putting. Watch this space. Watch this space. Is is Bryson's putting going to change, get better, improve, get worse? Who knows? I think it's just interesting to follow. And two, uh, we could have some potential spicy situations if somebody's writing sketchy notes. 
Yes. Outside of that, I don't think that it's very much like the pitchers with the Vaseline or whatever they've been yeah. using in their in their belt. It's like, are they going to implement something like God, random they checking? Check everybody's yardage book after mm. every hole. I mean, That'd be sick. Use golf facts is going to be all over. Exactly. This. That's what I was going to say. Is the only reason I think this is it's worth giving all this time to is uh, going to yield content. It, it could yeah. yield some some yeah some shit could pop off. The only counter I had to uh, John's uh, article was Augusta doesn't allow yardage books or greens books. Yeah, and that we haven't seen any malfeasance as far as we know in relation to that true so i think it's probably going to end up being much ado about nothing but i i think it was a very well written yeah. where well reasoned point more that of that in with. golf yes. I, I'm, I'm weighing on that solid like what's this about this bryson new york post article i totally missed this i didn't see it any. didn't really circulate or i didn't have the heart to get in a, a bryson you know the bryseners in the, in the leave, mentions this week <laughs> leave bryson alone there's an article in the new york post uh from mark canazero who played from what i gather played with bryson uh, in the pro-am this week, he said, uh, just got a slew of Bryson quotes. New Yorker down at, down in Albany, <laughs> big week in Albany, right? You got, you got everything down there. You got all the Cuomo stuff going exactly, on up in the other Albany. Exactly. Huge. Uh, Bryson <laughs> I, says, I didn't know where you're going. That, yeah. <laughs> you whipped it around. <laughs> Bryson says there was a point in time. I'm not kidding where I just felt like I wanted to leave the game. Um, I just felt like I don't need any of this. Why? Why put myself through all this torture? I got hit pretty hard. That's why I kind of walked away because people were damaging my character. It was all the stuff that was going on in social media. I was like, I really don't need this. I can walk away and be totally fine the rest of my life, be happy, and go out and hit the long ball and call it a day. Hell yeah. Which I read that to be is I'm going to go be a long drive competitor and not play professional golf anymore was what he was thinking of. Whether or not you take this at face value or not. but I kind of walked away because people were damaging my character, all this stuff on social media. Like, you you were damaging your character. <laughs> so while Just I totally agree with you. Zero I, responsibility. Like, of course he's not going to see it that way. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I almost, for a, a shred of this, like, I, I was almost kind of like, oh, dude, that's almost like an admission of kind of like feelings, right? Like, that's kind of what I think of. A little bit of what we were talking about, like especially coming after the after the Ryder Cup and hearing everybody cheer for him and like, wow, this is a lot different than when everybody was just like shitting on me all the time. Like maybe I should just be like nicer and be like a little more open. And <laughs> nope, I, everyone else was wrong up until yes, that point. I think that's what it is. But I think also, I mean, what is he? Twenty eight, twenty seven? Like he? I, a lot I, of people not said, saying like, that. Don't expect him to play for, you know, like a fully fleshed out career, right? A lot. I mean, a lot of people have said. I just that. mean like yeah. I, I think he's. Uh, no passes, but like the last year and a half for him probably sucked ass and was a lot of that of his own doing. Like, of course, yes, but like, he's not going right. to see it that way. Like, it's not going to make it any more fun for him to, to go through. Like, I, I understand why he's saying all this, I guess for is, sure. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. He continued. I couldn't let down the people that were around me, the people that truly believed in me. So I said, no, Bryson, you can do this for a long time. I had great people around me. I couldn't, I couldn't let down the TikTok. <laughs> Influencers <laughs> and things changed for me. I got back to a place where I felt like I could continue. One of those people in DeChambeau's corner was Chris Pratt, Tough. the actor who starred in the TV series Parks and Recreation in a number of movies. Pratt is a golf junkie, and he and DeChambeau met at the Genesis Invitational a few years ago at Riviera in Los Angeles. Chris Pratt told me, Look, when I'm doing a movie and people are saying the movie's terrible and I'm not a good actor, that doesn't define me. I respect him, respect his opinion, and he's got a lot of great life advice from things he's been through. Some troubling times in social media. Uh, noted, divorce from actress Anna Ferris and social media heckling over his assumed political Didn't beliefs. Didn't he just step into like a big thing with on Instagram the other yeah. day? He, uh, like shitting on his basically his ex-wife. And yeah, it's, over it's, some, it's tough. He, yeah. 
so yeah, he and his ex-wife have a, a special needs child and he had since divorced her and married Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. And he uh, posts them on Instagram, like she gave me a healthy child, like said that about his new wife and everyone kind of lost their mind, like deservedly over that. So Chris has gotten looking. So yeah, all that to say, weird guy to source here as yeah. your inspiration, but Bryson is not the most, uh, in tune person in the world as we've come to conclude i've never played golf to become famous i did it because i love it and i wanted to find a unique way to beat everyone and it's worked out a little bit that doesn't mean i'm the most dominant player doesn't mean i'm going to be number one in the world doesn't mean i'm going to be the best player that ever lived i think the biggest quote was which i don't know if it's if it's in your notes here but the, the biggest one was like what do you want to do like what drives you right and his answer was i want to hit the ball 200 miles an hour off yeah. every tee i want to average two <laughs> average 200 miles <laughs> an hour like, Really like that, which again, uh, you know, no judgment if that's his thing and that's truly what's driving him. Be true to yourself. Baby. That's fascinating. No, no, no. That's not what's driving him though, because oh, his actual God. quote on what's driving him when it's all said and done. Can you guys guess? He wants to grow the game. I want to be known for growing the game. I know this life is going to pass by really quickly and in 10 to 15 years, I'm going to be better than I am now, but it's going to be gone. Hopefully I can provide young kids information. But wasn't he all just guys... saying that he hates the game and he doesn't want to play it? <laughs> Why do you want to grow the game that you so... Randy might need to find... He might, they might be strange bedfellows. They might need to shrink the game together. All these guys end up sounding like... It'd be one thing if like, you know, their their aims were altruistic here and they're truly just trying to grow the game. Uh, but they all end up sounding like Big Earn from Kingpin, right? Or it's just like, just dripping with like disdain and sarcasm for all the people that they're talking about. It's kind of the vibe. I think like. Bryson likes money. That's yeah. Like I think he spends <laughs> prolifically, and he's he's just you know he needs a lot of money to sustain. Got a big entourage now, and like he he needs to keep that rolling. He's had some comments on Kepka. He said, I'm more proud of the fact that I, at the end of the day, we raised a lot of money for charity. The only way I was going to play a match against him was if it was for charity. We raised over $3 million, and I put over 100000 of my own money towards Shriners Hospital, St. Jude, APGA, and Feeding America. Which is um, great. He's like, yeah, I'm more proud of that fact than if I would have beat Brooks. Like, I really don't care. It's 12 holes, and I'm ranked higher than him in the world. He has more majors than me. Great. I respect what he's done. Full disclosure, I've got great respect for him. It's not necessarily great for the game. We want to focus on competing and have a rivalry. It's not a boxing match. He incited it. Look, I understand his play. I understand the pip aspect of it. I see the whole picture, and it's okay. I'm not worried about it. I will keep producing content and entertainment value for the public because that's who I am. I'm an entertainer. A content creator. Am I going to always be like the perfect Tommy human? Callahan. No. It's who I, I am. Make, I make content for the American working man. That's who I am. That's who I care about. It's exactly like that. Uh, we got our last Callaway What's in the Bag segment uh, for the year here. TC is going to bring us home here. We're gonna, Just because we're going to get excoriated. It was Ray Zielinski that said uh, that. Not, not, Tom, not big Tom Callahan. Uh, he seems like a nice guy. Which you know we we and we got a big big golf digest Jupe life segment coming up after the the uh, Callaway what's in the bag. I want to talk about my four wood. I, I think I've already talked about it during one of these segments. I want to talk about it some more, guys. That's how much you love it. So I found out. So with the with the Maverick and this and the the previous uh, Epic Flash before that, I had a three plus Epic Flash was like a thirteen and a half degree, and then the Maverick I got a fourteen or fourteen and a half, and then. Uh, I found that the ball was kind of falling out of the air a little bit, or you know, I was getting a little bit too much draw on it, and then it was, it was falling out of the air. It wasn't going far enough, and it was getting—I don't know—it was just kind of a weird, weird ball flight. It's kind of wind that knocks it out of the air. A little bit, yeah. and uh, so I've switched to this four wood, 
And I don't know how much of it's the forward or how much is the epic speed, which I love. Like the, it just feels so solid and like a balanced club. I switched to this, and I haven't hit my my fairway wood this good since high school. What's your like gapping on that? What do you? How far? I, do you I'm actually it? hitting it farther than I hit my three wood mm. before because because You're just hitting it because more it's solid. getting a little bit more mm. spin and it's staying in the air longer and and I can shape it both ways now off the tee a little bit more. Um, so it's, it's essentially, it's like a 16 degree, I think, um, I'm hitting it like 250 off the tee, 246, 248 off the tee. And then that's so sick. <laughs> what a the, great uh, flex right there. Not 245, 250, 246, 248. Click off another, another <laughs> tourist house here or there. And then, and then, you know, good, like two, like 238, 240, uh, off the ground. Like the one I hit it at, um, uh, Frederica. And that's right 18 like that i knew i knew my run out i knew my number there and i hit it that was like pure. to the you know two or three yards uh distance so it's i don't know it's wonderful and it's just giving me so much more you don't need to carry a three and a five wood Correct. if you well, have that this too yeah. Yeah, yeah and and it's actually let me take out the 18 degree high or uh driving iron that i had too and i'm not carrying a hybrid anymore so it's it's freed so up i'm down to like 11 clubs now oh it's it's, it's freed me up to like some some rounds hey, i carry a couple wedges i carry too. i carry two putters <laughs> some rounds yeah hell yeah and then I've, I've got at least one lefty wedge in the bag some rounds <laughs> as well so uh it's really freed me up from that perspective but i don't know also it's just i feel like i have so much more control of the ball because it's got that much more backspin on it like it's not it's not really wavering too much off yep. of its line callaway's got a a fairway club selector on their website as well that helps you kind of talk you know do you want distance do you want height do you want forgiveness whatever and it gives you a suggestion on what it would want i just i just did it really quickly it gave me the epic max which i have not tried mm. and i love my epic uh epic speed three wood it's it's it just honestly goes too far like it's it's I hate that for it's you. hot Get the, it's hot the four wood or the five wood. i know yeah i know i'm ready to read these ad reads work these segments work on me i just like by the time Monday cold rolls around, I forget to get my order in. We are supposed to hold each other responsible for the you would. We got to exactly. order them. I'm Which, ready, I'm ready yeah. to do some rebuilding. I, After okay. the shit that we saw on video this yeah. week from Taurus Sauce, Michigan, yeah. like you're, no, trust me, you versus bad. Randy, the, the pillow fight at Boyne. Let's get you back out on the golf course. I've played like four times yeah, in the last like six there. months. But, but like <laughs> your, your your bleedy driver swing was, was like leaking into your putting. It was. Oh, it's it all, was listen, bad. it was all bad. It was all bad. <laughs> I'm glad you summoned it for the one round against me, though. That was for I sure. Really that is the biggest indictment of Finau I could possibly I could possibly get what a stretch no this it's is. like listen man when the lights are bright you got to fucking show up I don't know I don't know now, how else to tell you this is I don't know how else to say it I am putting a moratorium <laughs> which you, how no, Finau play today you can have <laughs> no Finau comments not one you are Randy not one until you pay off the bet if uh, that's fine I'll, I'll what was it? Mutton chops? You got to do the Faldo mutton chops. If you feel that good about it, that's you. You, you made the to, bet. Wait, don't do oh, this. No, no, you no, made no, the no. bet. Just, just for reference, what did Finau shoot today in the final round? <laughs> I'm not you. You are supposed to be <laughs> an a bystander in this. <laughs> TC, I always get I dragged an, into I this. I am an objective bystander. I'm, I always get dragged I'm, into this. I'm, I'm, I'm so the record states. Why don't what you care about shoot? him not paying off his bet? Why am I the that, only one that has between to? you guys? I, again, like you said, I'm a, just a bystander. It, it was a true. The scoreboard is, you know, it, it was 63-0. It saw it leaked in a touchdown, and he's he's worried that he's he, covered the spread. He's pissed. He's you know, people are putting it as recruiting mixtape. <laughs> Speaking on. of the spread, some, I, I watched that, that uh, bad sports bad guy. about the Arizona State. Oh, I haven't watched those yet. Oh. Dude, the one about Stevin Smith, the guy at uh, Arizona State who was fixing the games, oh, it's sick. That it's series, awesome. uh, it was legit, too depressing for me to watch. 
I thought you were the one telling me. No, about I was it. saying was, about the um, the untolds. Yeah. That's the one those that are good watching. Too. Those yeah. are good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the like some of these are way too depressing. This yeah. one was fascinating. Okay, I'll have to get on that. So now for the you know TC's most exciting part of the night here. <laughs> this is the only thing TC wanted to add to the agenda <laughs> for this week. Take it away. Golf Digest ran this Jupiter article. Like Jupiter's the you know center of the golf universe and. It, the article was whatever. Shipnuck wrote it. It felt like it was some reheated piece that, you know, has been written a few times over the years from <laughs> different people, including Shipnuck himself, I think, at, at golf, golf.com. But the pictures <laughs> in, it included in the spread, which I, they, they did a photo shoot. What was the place called? <laughs> Uh, I don't, know. I don't want to know. The Thousand Club or something. Yeah, that like was that? the restaurant that was talked about in the piece. I don't know if that's where they did the photos as well. But uh, I Which guess they have Fireball apparently <laughs> for for Dustin Johnson. Yeah, they. Uh, so and his wife or fiance. Yeah. yeah. So the, and and you know it was this like wine couple and then Ahmad Rashad was in the pictures. <laughs> it's like the whole thing was just so bizarre and it's it just like, a, hey are we trying to make golf look even more elitist than it is it's a tough tough juxtaposition between the the headline uh behind the scenes of golf's coolest town <laughs> with like the richest youngest golfers all hanging with a bunch of like 60 year old like investment bankers like, no, it's like, like 75 year old like that does, no offense to to anyone but like that doesn't look cool like capital c cool i'm not saying i'm an arbiter of of what's cool or not but like having a bunch of wine bar like you know just crushing a bunch of wine with like these 60 year 70 year old dudes not my they, idea of like they could have done time. this down at, at like one of the tiki bars or on somebody on burger's boat or something or at the woods jupiter and it would have like looked a lot cooler meanwhile it's Ro like rory looks like he like somebody wants to like look, he looks miserable <laughs> in these brooks There's is there with jenna sims who seems to be she may have been like the one that led now. this this charge for this article. It's it's just the whole thing. Ernie Els and his <laughs> wife are there. This I, also looks like something that they would never actually do if not for this photo shoot. No, the photo. I I don't know how long it's going to take me to get over this, but the the photo where Rory's handing looks like some sort of mojito, maybe to I think uh, it's a caparina, uh, possibly uh, to Brooks at like Rory's bartending for some reason. It just. Like it looks like uh, a pure like like advertisement, right? Like it, it looks just like looks, a Michelob it's stock Ultra photo. Experience. Yes, yeah. it looks like a stock photo, and yeah. it, it is just <laughs> I don't know how they got these guys to agree to do this. <laughs> I don't either. That is that was like I was really I was weird. asking you too. I'm like like is you know I don't think either of them has a contract with Golf Digest, do they? I don't not that I know of. I don't know. The whole they might be like just... playing editors or something if they still do and that. Then they, but... they took some shots at the wait staff at the woods. Hate that. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> Which was really that you know, that, Uncalled that pissed for. me off a little bit. They didn't mention that the, the waiters at the Woods Jupiter wear white belts also. <laughs> which they do. Which, at least they did last time I was. You know, there. and that's gotta hit home for a cat too, because I think his <laughs> his girlfriend was which was mentioned. She's a former manager. Yeah, yeah. one of the yeah. managers there. You know? It's a, it's a, it is a wild, wild piece. Uh, I don't really know what the point was no. necessarily. Uh, very much haves and have-nots, even amongst the professional golfers. I actually found that part to be kind of interesting. Of like, that's the the only interesting thing yeah. to me. Like, dig more I, into I that. They didn't like, even mention die preserve. Either. Yeah, we're like a dozen or two guys play and mm. practice out of there's a like, uh dig deeper into that like the clicks right the oh. dynamic of private jets and how that has shipped made it more popular and stuff i found that little history of how it became a hotbed pretty interesting and why more europeans are in orlando like i kind of 
tangentially knew that. That but was interesting. See that connected. Yeah. I found that interesting. What they didn't answer, what I needed is, is there a direct flight to King Abdullah Economic City yeah, from really West Palm? Because really, that really could change the, the future of golf. Well, depending if you're going, you know, over the North Pole too, it might be easier for Kokrak is getting there from Vegas. Probably they, they, right? could, they could so. probably take the Singapore air flight the other <laughs> exactly. going the other way. Uh, too. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't, you know, the, the stories about how awesome, awesome people are is not, <laughs> that's not really my Even my people that live thing, in Jupiter were reaching out on social. They're like, hey, like, this is fucking, like, Jupiter's fucking weird, man. Like, it is. It's a weird we need to be, Yeah, we need to be on the record here. No, no offense to anyone. You know, Jupiter sucks. <laughs> like, the whole scene is awful. It, and it, like, as I think this, the piece, picture like as the picture i think probably kind of illustrates uh awesome place probably if you have like a 50 million dollars yes awesome place outside of that which they only dove into like a little bit uh, it's horrible it, it's it's i didn't appreciate they took a little shot at jacksonville in there too yeah <laughs> jacksonville's so much better yeah that's uh, yeah i don't know man i would say ponte vedra and jack's beach and atlantic beach is so much better i don't think Hey, the rest of Jack- be careful. I live in Jacksonville. <laughs> no, I mean, I have a Jacksonville still address. Out, out towards the beach, though. <laughs> One question I had, too. Did Berger drive his boat to the Bahamas? 55 nautical miles. Because, guy, I mean, like, I have friends that, that'll go down, like, they'll they'll go from here to Stewart or here to Palm Beach and then cut over in the Bahamas, and all you got to do is have, like, <laughs> you know, two. I, now I'm picturing TC <laughs> in, in a bar with, or whatever. <laughs> with people like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> or your no. boat and friends. No, like, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, we my, might need to Photoshop TC into some of these pictures. <laughs> my fishing friends, guys. Come on. <laughs> the guys TC hangs out with down at the docks. <laughs> The Steve doors. <laughs> not the port, the, all right? The, the Sabacas. No, I mean, uh, but, but like, you know, like I'm legitimately Yeah, dude, we're going back and curious. forth between the Bahamas three, four times a week. <laughs> I'm legitimately curious how Daniel Berger got to Albany. Did he? Watch the space for further updates. If I you, checked if you, his Twitter if you hear account anything. or his, his, uh, his uh, DB Straight Vibe and Instagram account. I mean, account. I'm guessing it was like a 12-minute flight. Probably right. Probably just hopped on. Yeah, that's such a fun so. boat ride, though. And you can fish on the way over, and you, you have your boat there the whole. Well, week. it sounds like he's not a good fisherman. Luke Donald's shit oh, all over. Roasted him. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was unfair too. <laughs> <laughs> like Luke Donald knows what the fuck he's talking about fishing wise. He's probably fishing up on Lake Michigan. <laughs> all right, let's get to Formula One. Uh, the Bone Saw Class Grand Prix. You know what? Before we get there, you gotta give a shout out to the Hogard twins. I, I do. They're rising up the uh, up the OWGR. what? Up the, what? <laughs> the OWGR. They're rising. That's like wild. crazy. Do you want to get any OWGR shots for the hero? We didn't get to. Well, yeah, flush I just that think out. that like if you come in last place and don't beat a single person, you still get fucking points. I think that's a little not great. I'm with you. The there. fact that like, you also get a minuscule amount of points. The twenty guy, you, you get, like the twenty. There's twenty guys up. in this field, and and there's. There's more world ranking points to the winner. Speed, Speed, this, this, you're going to lose me on this one. Speed's got 2.4 points for last place, which is about the same as a T22 at the RSM Classic. T29 at the RSM. I looked that up. Uh, well, it would have been somewhere in between then. Or but roughly like, a T25 at the Dude Perfect World Tour Championship. A, a T29 at the RSM, you beat 110 other guys-ish, 115 other guys. Like That's, you know, like that's it's pretty not great. damning, right? And then I think also, like, you know, I half these guys are on cruise control so it's a it's a 20 man field of which maybe 12 guys are there to really play golf after day 1 at least yeah and maybe 8 after day 2 that's tough man like it's a, it's it's like a it's like two foursomes think about that I've it's like a- us doing a a, a a thursday game and giving out world <laughs> ranking points for it 
<laughs> I have thoughts it's exactly on this. like that. Uh, one, any collection of this many of the top players in the world is going to get. One, it's the cat, too. He's going to get world ranking points sure. for this event. Cat's the needle. I, I don't have a problem with world ranking points. I have a problem with this many world ranking points. It's not that many, though, is the thing. It's, well, here's the, it's it, more than like one of the flagship events on the European tour. But it's not Which like, doesn't have any players in it, even. Right. Like, that's the whole thing here is like, who won the, who won the DP, the Dude Perfect World Tour Championship? Uh, a dude that doesn't even play that event, play more, that tour. More, more it was Morikawa. Yeah. Like, there, there weren't any players in that. Any, there were a few good players. Like Rom skipped it. Like it's yeah. not. A, it was not a good field. Like that. I, I struggle with like just. I mean, just because it was the finale event doesn't mean that there were good players in the field. Well, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like it's not like there's some committee just like doling out points, right? Isn't <laughs> it all system. just like math based? Yes. Based on like world ranking of players in the field, right? Unless you are a flagship event and you auto default to a bigger amount. So okay, the two issues that. I have, and a lot of people have, not very many people, nobody really cares. <laughs> Any people are saying. Have with the European Tour is one, the BMW PGA Championship defaults, it's a flagship event, defaults to a 54 to a higher first place tier points. Than yes. Yeah. Then it should. Regardless of the field, they get a lot of points for that one. One. And events that don't reach a minimum threshold of strength of field default to giving 24 points to the winner. That's Lowest the minimum amount. Yeah. Minimum amount. You can have one top 10 player or one top 200 player in your field, or you could have 20 top 200 players and you automatically get the same amount of points. I so agree it, that the, the bottom half of the European tour, those events get too many points. I will totally give you that. But like to say that the, that the dude perfect world tour championship in Dubai didn't have any good players like, Matt Fitzpatrick, the, but Blake that's Bob accurately reflected in the strength of field. Coulter, yeah. the McRib, that's Paul all Casey, factored in. Shane Lowry, Horsefield, Peters. So Sergio. I think what I think our our fundamental disagreement here, and I wrote this down specifically for you, Tron, is the only way this is like I agree with you, of course. Like, yeah, this is a twenty person like not serious event. Like, this is dumb, but like the system's the system. Like, you know, if you're gonna have some sort of consistent system, this is. The shit's going to happen. Unless you go to, like, a death panel-like situation. You go to an OWGR panel who's actually, like, doling out points. But I don't think that's a good way to do I it I just either. think stuff that's not a part of your regular season. Like, this is this is truly one of the only silly season events yep. that are left anymore. Like, they're not giving out OWGR points for the QBE shark shootout or Yet. whatever. Correct. So, <laughs> one other thing. So It's going to become an Asian tour event. <laughs> We've talked a lot about the bias in the system, bias being stronger towards Asian tour and European tour. The theory, at least from Mark Brody, is that the bias is 40 to 50% bigger at the end of seasons than it is in the middle of seasons, right? Because mm -hmm. European tour season lags pretty long. They get better strength of field events in the into this fall. The Hero World Challenge, even with that factored in, the bias is still even stronger at this time of year. And this time of year is extremely important towards rounding out the top 50, which we saw yeah. Minwoo Lee and Takumi Kanaya get qualified now for the Masters. As they should. I told you he was coming. I told <laughs> he's you literally coming, coming because he's manipulated his way to the top. So No, he, he finished T4 at the Casio or the Dunlop <laughs> Phoenix a couple weeks ago. Too, okay, man. exactly. All right, we stand down. Exactly. Uh, I just think at some point, like, I think there's an elephant in the room here that's not being discussed where, like, if, if, How did they pick the people no, for this if, jupe photo? If all the you know, that too. If all the best, if, like ostensibly outside of the British Open and BMW PGA 
and you know maybe Abu Dhabi or something like that. Like all the all the other tournaments are in the U.S. That's all a distinct yep. disadvantage for everybody that's not American, right? You're either coming here to play majors or big events and kind of disrupting your own schedule. Like I think that's a big deal, right? And that's where you're getting a boost for playing European Tour. That that boost is provided, right? Yeah, to where like like the money is here, so people yeah. come here to play. But that doesn't mean that like. The other, like, at some point, you're going to create a closed system. It's going to get more closed with the new updates to it, for sure. But it's going to reward stronger players for it. It's just like the gravity, it's just everything's going to gravitate more and more towards here. Um, Which, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how Big J kind of, you know, keeps gerrymandering it to like make it more of a closed system and make it like, you know, like the strategic alliance is truly feeding the PGA Tour, you know? Yep. On to the Bonesaw Grand Prix, as promised. Uh, oh, I, I did want to give a shout-out to uh, Pauline Roussin-Bouchard as well. She's absolutely killing people at uh, LPGA Tour Q School. Just here really, we go. really, really solid. Heard it here first. I'm excited, to, I'm excited to watch her career take off. I missed a lot of the race today. Was trying to keep up, catch up. Streams are going in, in and out on the plane today. Uh, was it a the greatest horrible race ever? Was it the worst great race ever? I don't even know what to think. It had zero rhythm to it. It was controversy filled. I, I take me there. It was a good bad race, not a bad good race. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I tweeted something. It felt like the entire race was like the the tee shot on eighteen at Augusta, like, but for seventy two <laughs> holes. <laughs> Which did that cause some chaos for sure? Did the chaos seem a little like manufactured and kind of stupid? At a lot of times, also yes. Which, like, to hear Hamilton afterwards be like, oh, "Amazing track, incredible track!" Like, you know. Yeah, you won, of course. Like, really? Like that? You know, like the well, the. It did look like an incredible track. It just I was texting you guys. I don't know if they knew like twenty cars were all going to be on the track at the same time. Like there was no room. <laughs> it was like do if, anything. It was like if the Foz did did updates to Sahali. It just it looked <laughs> like really a, really narrow. Yeah, it just looked like a place if if there's one car just trying to go as fast as he could, it'd probably be super fun. And try to like pass and every wreck is going to be a minimum safety car, yeah. and you know there was if not so red much debris flag. on the track, Ugh. it was crazy. And then they couldn't when they red flagged it the first time uh, because they 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 didn't know how damaged the wall was or whatever. Which I guess that was the same the same spot or the same turn that. Had Leclerc had crashed yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was a problem spot. They knew it was going to be, and like it seemed like they were kind of slow to realize, like, hey, we got to, you know, rebuild this thing or you know that. So it's it was yellow flagged for so long that guys were formulating their pitch strategy, and yeah. then and then I don't know. I just that's such a bad rule to me that like, and I know it's benefited Hamilton several times this year. It benefited Max this time, but like the fact that you can change your tires on a on a red flag just seems kind of. It's like it's like a rain delay for golf, and you know what? Like I'm gonna change up my wedge setup because. But it seems way safer than going into the pits, sitting there for an hour or something on worn tires. Like it, it basically, like forcing somebody to go out on on tires that are worn after a long break seems pretty dangerous. I don't know everything about tires, but, but like, and also if the there's green, like right? shit on the track from a crash or something, you know, it. Like if you drove through the crash or something, you, you might you should have an opportunity yeah. to. Yeah. Um, it was a gamble for Red Bull to, you know, go in and, and not pit when the safety car came out and they basically banking on another safety car coming at some point, <laughs> which was uh, really funny to hear came, the, yeah. the announcers that even like before the race started, like there was 
palpable like nervousness. Yeah, I'm just like, fuck, man, somebody might die today. It like, looks this gonna is be not chaos. Good. Yeah. It, watching qualifying was nerve wracking. Yeah. Like yes. it's just too tight. The walls, yeah, it was a fast second fastest track of the year, and there's a street track with walls closing in on you like Monaco. It just it was uncomfortable the whole time. Yes. It was I did not enjoy the parts that I was able to watch. The whole pre race was was super interesting bizarre like mbs is rolling around down there and brundles you know just oh yuki yuki can I get <laughs> <laughs> you know? and uh but and, and then like they turned the lights off they were doing there was this dude playing the guitar like under a digital campfire all the drones yeah drones up in the sky Drone fireworks like, i missed the, oh. like drone graphics up in the sky and stuff and uh but like all the lights were off and and uh I think Charlotte Charlotte Claire was like was like, do we need to to hook up a generator here? <laughs> the, the young Monogasque. Spe- speaking of MBS, they need to they need to not let Max and MBS hang out together. That would be a bad combo. Fisher M twenty four was today peak sociopath path yes. from Verstappen. It was nuts. I, I was my jaw was on the floor at some of the stuff. I mean, mostly just you know. I know we were talking about it before. I don't have a good enough read. I just don't know the rules good enough about all the like intentional passing and how the communications work on that. And if, if they had just like miscommunicated when he kind of break checked him, but some of the passes were just like, Holy shit. This guy doesn't even, even all. Lewis like on the radio. after <laughs> yes. was like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was insane <laughs> where, you know, I think that, but that's, you know, one could argue that's greatness or it's madness, but I think, I don't know the whole thing with the, the pass it seemed like he did slow down quite a bit more than well so here's where i don't know enough about the strategy of what this would be but it seemed like they said to him give the spot back but yeah. do it strategically like do it right in front of a drs so <laughs> max is wants him to pass at a certain spot right and hamilton is whether he knows or doesn't know that hamilton's or that max is letting him by doesn't want to do it in the exact spot that Max does it. So Max maybe forces the issue to say, like, no, you're going by now. If you want the spot, I'm giving it to you right now. And it truly just seemed like a, you know, you're walking by somebody on the street, like you, one of you goes left and you both go left and then you both go right and, like, you you just fall all over each other and you laugh about it. That's what it felt like. It was kind of like a, like, go ahead, go around, or I'm, I'm kind of drifting towards the middle. And I was... I think with most people, I feel that way, but, like, it's Max and he's, he's batshit crazy. Well, it just seemed like a weird thing to try to get away with. Like, it, did they confirm that he hit the brakes? Because from the on, the on screen, it looks like he just shifts down gears several times on that straightaway. So it's just like he's slowing down through the gears more than he was the brake. But even like, would essentially be the same thing. Right? Wouldn't you just get over instead of slowing down that much? Wouldn't you get get over because in, like in order to, I think you don't want to slow down that much because say, you're going to yeah. get left in the dust. Like that's what's strange to me about it right wouldn't you just get over a little bit slow down a tad but not demonstrably there's a a strategy to letting him pass you but not letting him get too much speed doing it exactly so i don't know it just seems like that's just a weird thing in formula one of like yeah go give him the place like just let him take the lead it's kind of arbitrary as to you know can i can you pass him right back like i I was also laughing out loud when he he (laughs) let him pass for like a second and a half and took it right back God, that was good stuff. It probably didn't matter. Like, I don't think his tires were going to work near the yeah. end anyways, but uh, it just was, it just seems like whenever there's touching, whenever there's anything, it just feels like it always goes Hamilton's way. Like, I don't know how many, like, he just, I don't know how it keeps happening, but it just seems like whenever there's going to be a collision or something go wrong, it's never going to be Hamilton that, like, bites, the, ends up eating it. Yeah. 
It just, uh, how about the I know he's like the greatest ever and, and obviously an incredible racer. I'm not saying it's all luck, but it just seems like when push comes to shove, he gets his way. How about the fact that they're literally tied going into the last Unbelievable. race? Unbelievable. Was it 369 and a half to 369 and a half or something and like that? And if Max wrecks him, if, if neither if, of them finishes? Which I like low key, like that's where like, Max going for some of those passes today of like, I'm either getting the spot or we both wreck. And both of those are good, good, like good for me. So what do you want to do, man? Like you got to make a decision. So next week's going to be even more insane. Yeah. I mean, the race probably isn't going to be very good. The, allegedly, the track is a, no, allegedly they've made a bunch of changes. Cause mm. I was, I was essentially equating it to, to bell, re, like to, you know, having the, the, a major or the FedEx cup at like TPC twin cities or going to bell reeve or something. And people were like, no, no, no. They, they made a bunch of changes. The Faz came in and, <laughs> You know, they, added some waterfalls. Yeah, but uh, so I'm excited for that. I think constructor standings. It seems like Mercedes is well in control of that. They're up 28 points there. Big, big uh, finish from Terry Bodas today. Mm. Your boy Ocon got tracked down. <laughs> Crazy to see, you know, the guy the, in the best car. Yeah, the the underrated Mercedes. Crazy to see him pass Ocon at the last second. It was a weird race, fun, shocking. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like when all the rules and arguing gets involved. I agree. And Toto and his bitching and throwing yeah. headsets and all that stuff. But Toto's reaction was fantastic, though. It was. It didn't end up like. And then he went down to the. He went. <laughs> he went down the the pit lane and. Uh, he, Michael, Michael. You know, <laughs> they both got called into the stewards afterwards, right? And Max got a two point penalty plus another ten seconds. Um, two point like driver penalty, okay. um, which means nothing in ten seconds did nothing um, to the race. Do so. those points like are they season to season too? I think it, it, it resets at the end at the beginning of each season. I think so. Um, Ricardo, I, I feel like Ricardo does well on tracks where you can't pass people. Seems like pretty pretty. Sure. Uh, I was I was I was sitting there watching with Freddie today. He was rooting hard for the Ferraris all day. I'm like, it was mm, the first tough. race I've watched all the way through with him. He's like, Dad, the red car. I'm like. Freddie, the red car's an 11th. I don't get a good point. Yeah. Freddie, your car sucks. Potentially, you know, last last race coming up of uh, kind of the current... Current era. Yeah. Era system. Which is know? ironic that it's like one of the great seasons ever, and they're going to change up everything with the cars. And it's been a joy to have a real race at the top for the two... For the one of two seasons that I've followed this sport. Finally. Finally, we got it. Long I, away. Last night, I watched the Schumacher uh, documentary. I... I, I, I I, like I need to go back and rewatch the Senna one. Um, I haven't watched that for a couple of years, but the Schumacher one, like if if it felt like kind of with Max and Lewis right now, it felt like very similar to Schumacher's, you know, like one of those initial seasons yeah. when uh, when Senna died. Actually, like he was, you know, it was like that changing of the guard mm -hmm. or that baton passing. Uh, Who wins next week? <sighs> I don't know enough about the track. I guess, like I, I don't know. I'm sure it favors one of them, but I don't know. I don't know which one. I mean, I'll, I'll say Max just because there's no consequence. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like the when push comes to shove, like he's he's pretty clear, like you said, to play Russian roulette, and it, he's it's like, yo, if we both go out, man, like I win, so whatever. Lewis I think he's is going to be need unhinged. Some, some Terry Bodass, like you know, yeah, some defense, some like protecting him. Yeah, uh, there's almost no one racing for much of anything in terms of like Botas is stuck in third no matter what. Uh, Leclerc and Lando can kind of go head to head for fifth place. Um, Signs is involved in that too, but like, there's not many others that are close. Ocon and Alonso are close for tenth and eleventh. So like, I don't know if they'll get out of the way and let them 
settle it or, or what's going to happen next week, but we'll find out. So I'd good lo- stuff. I'd, I'd love to see some stuff from Haas. I'd love to see some things from Haas. It <laughs> was a tough scene today with Mick. That was, sure. a, that was a pretty substantial – shit, the crash in, in F2 before the race yeah. was like, holy shit, the guy had to go to the hospital, all of it. It was, it was nuts. Not good. Soapbox real quick. Have you guys heard about this elf on the shelf bullshit? Of course. Yeah. I had to do it the last three three or four mornings. It's crazy. <laughs> what do you have to do? There's props. There's little, like, costumes and I thought shit. the whole thing, isn't it supposed to be just sits on the shelf, and if you do something bad, he reports to Santa? Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. But they've upgraded it and upgraded it. The to Christmas where, industrial complex. To where, to where now, like, <laughs> you know, there it. were these little props. There's these little snowballs that I had to attach to his hands the other day and put a little you know, pile of snowballs and he got into a snowball fight with, with the other elf or um, there was a road. Do you have to make up these stories or they come prepackaged? They come prepackaged. Mm, imagine you can, that. You can have some liberty imagine with that. them or whatever. But uh, I had to put a robe on him the other day. Like he like he just got out of the shower. <laughs> it was ridiculous. This I mean, is stupid. It's, stu- it's ridiculous. Of these kids, man. They're they just- were super helpful though. Freddie was being bad and, and then uh, I was like, Freddie, the elf's like he's, he's coming back to the North Pole tonight, man. Like, who do you think he's gonna talk to? He's like, exactly. Mm. He's like, oh, you're right, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, we will be we have a lot more episodes coming out before the end of the year, but I don't think we're gonna get down and uh, do much more news stuff. Got some good topic based stuff coming up here, as well as holiday medley interviews, all that good stuff. But uh, thank you, gentlemen, for a wonderful Sunday evening. Starting off the new year is going to come in hot and heavy. It's going to be awesome when we're back here for Capilou. So can't wait. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Yeah, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.